Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2367 with the release date of Friday, March 10th, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. A trio of hams arrives aboard the ISS. Digital voice technology gains big financial support. And get ready for the nervous novices net. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2367 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, Stephen Kenford, N8WB. Our top story this week is about a boost for cutting-edge amateur radio. A major open-source ham radio technology for HF Digital Voice has received a major grant to advance its development. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, has that report. The Free DV Project is an open-source software initiative created by an international team of hams and has received $420,000 from Amateur Radio Digital Communications. The team plans to use that money to help bring free DV into the mainstream. According to an ARDC press release, the goal is to, quote, open the path to widespread adoption of a truly open source next generation digital voice system for HF radio, end quote. Some of the funds will go towards the hiring of digital signal processing developers to work alongside FreeDV volunteers to improve the readability of digital voice carried over single sideband under poor HF conditions. The plan is to improve low signal to noise ratio operation and improve speech quality. The team also hopes FreeDV can also be embedded in some more commercial radios. Towards that end, specialists will work alongside some commercial HF radio engineers. The FreeDV website mentions some versions of the technology that are already in use, including the special version in use over the QO100 geostationary satellite. FreeDV is also being employed to overcome poor propagation through experimental combinations of internet and HF radio. FreeDV encompasses the codec 2 speech codec slash modem, and all are open source. This is Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. Hams in Region 1 of the IARU are being asked to brainstorm in a competition envisioning amateur radio's future, as we hear from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Hams in Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and Northern Asia are being asked to take the challenge of seeing into the future. Region 1 of the International Amateur Radio Union is inviting teams and individuals to engage in two types of brainstorming as part of the region's Ham Challenge competition. Both challenges are designed to inspire projects that increase awareness of amateur radio's vitality and its relevance today. The first challenge asks hams to create projects that reach out to people who do not have a radio license. The project could be a social media campaign, a video, a storyboard, or some other creative venture that showcases the power ham radio has in building friendships and expanding scientific knowledge. The second challenge focuses on a project that reaches out to other hams, showing the way amateur radio might look in 10 years. Entries in this part of the challenge can be a technology project, an experiment or something else. All ideas should be sent to the IARU Region 1 by July. Proposals should be sent by email to hamchallenge at iaru-r figure1.org. 
there are monetary prizes and a chance for the winners to carry their message to a wider audience. I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Four astronauts are now on board the International Space Station. The crew includes the first astronaut from the United Arab Emirates to fly aboard a commercial mission. He also happens to be an amateur radio operator. Paul Brown, WD9GCO, has that story. Four astronauts, three of them licensed amateur radio operators, arrived on the ISS on Friday, March 3rd for a six-month stay in orbit. One of them, astronaut Sultan Al-Niadi, KI-5VTV, is also making his first trip into space. The Crew-6 launch took place a day earlier from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. The other members of the team are Mission Commander Stephen Bowen, KI-5BKB, Pilot Warren Woody Hoberg, KB-3HTZ, and Roscosmos cosmonaut Andre Fedyev, who, like Alniati, is making his first space flight. The crew will conduct a variety of experiments, including a study of the way certain materials burn in microgravity and an examination of microbial samples collected from outside the spacecraft. This is NASA's sixth crew to use the commercial SpaceX transport system. I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO. Fast-moving amateurs in Delaware recently responded to a surprise emergency weather drill. Randy Sly, W4XJ, tells us what happened next. Skywarn and emergency managers in Sussex County on the Delaware Peninsula hold quarterly exercises they call pop-ups, recognizing that unexpected emergencies pop up. The latest exercise, called Pops in the Dark, began on Saturday, March 4th. It called for all hams on deck in Sussex and Kent counties. Amateurs were mobilized without commercial power, and throughout the activation were limited to only whatever fuel and battery capacity they had at the time. The exercise was a severe winter storm, with reported ice accumulations and 10 to 12 inches of snow. The event had two parts. On day one, the emergency operations center nets worked simultaneously with Skywarn and then remained active through the remainder of the exercise. On days one and two, repeaters were reported down and only simplex frequencies were used. Barbara Dean, KC3LGE, Public Information Officer Sussex, told AR Newsline that in addition to coordinating various communication tasks, the nets also included suggestions on getting the most out of their available power. Pops in the Dark concluded on March 8th, followed by the collection of after-action reports. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. In Ireland, hams who love Morse code but are nervous about getting on the air now have a welcoming on-air spot to try out their new skills. Jeremy Boot, G4NGH, tells us about it. The newest net in Ireland is called Nervous Novices. Organized by AMO EI7LC, the 8-meter net is designed to encourage CW newcomers to get on the air without feeling as if they needed to be proficient enough for a full rag chew. Check-in begins from 20.30 local time, meeting somewhere between 3.550 and 3.555 MHz. Amateurs are encouraged to operate QRS to accommodate the slowest participants. The emphasis is on good operating practices, not speed. Get on the air and listen for the call CQNNCW. This is Jeremy Bucci for NJH. 
The search is on for a new nominee to join the U.S. Federal Communications Commission following a decision by President Joe Biden's nominee to withdraw. Gigi Son has been nominated for the vacant FCC seat, but announced on Tuesday, March 7th, that she would not seek the appointment because of what she characterized as personal attacks. The attorney is best known as a veteran public interest advocate. Her confirmation as commissioner would have given the Democratic Party a 3-2 to two majority on the FCC. The fight to keep AM radio in new electric vehicles just gained a few more prominent voices in the U.S. as we learn from Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY. FCC Commissioner Nathan Symington, who has been an outspoken opponent of carmakers' plans to remove AM broadcast radio from electric vehicles, has been joined by seven former officials in the U.S. Emergency Management Agency. In a letter to U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, the seven praised AM radio's capacity for long-distance communications making this broadcast mode, quote, a vital public safety system, end quote. Commissioner Symington spoke late last year at a convention of the National Association of Farm Broadcasters and for much the same reason described AM radio as the essential spine of the emergency alert system. Symington said he agreed with the letter written to the Transportation Secretary and called the push to keep AM radio in electric cars a matter for urgent attention. A number of automakers have stopped including AM radios in their vehicles, claiming the cars cause electromagnetic interference with AM signals. Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts recently asked a number of car makers, including American Honda, Jaguar, General Motors, Kia, and BMW, to declare their intentions regarding AM and FM radio. This is Kent Peterson, KC0. DGY. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K6TZ repeater in Santa Barbara, California, on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. A communications tower serving fire and emergency services in Nebraska was found toppled and destroyed in Nebraska, the apparent result of having had one of its guy wire anchors damaged. According to a report on the website RuralRadio.com, the tower suffered structural failure and toppled, causing an estimated $575,000 in damage to the tower and its equipment. The local sheriff's office, fire and EMS service, Verizon Wireless, and the school district were among those making use of the tower. Cell phone service was reestablished on a temporary tower and the emergency service and fire channels were moved to another location. The Nebraska State Patrol's forensic evidence team is studying the evidence at its crime lab and has contacted the FBI, which may pursue the case as an act of domestic terrorism. A new category is being added to the Virginia CUSO party, which kicks off later this month. Cell MB, KB3, TZD tells us what's behind this decision. This year's Virginia CUSO party includes a bit of an experiment. Organizers are adding a new category, Rover, which raises the number of categories for non-fixed stations to three. The inclusion of the Rover category, which now joins Mobile and Expedition, is being done to accommodate hams who, for various reasons, cannot be included in the other classes of mobile operator. That may mean they make use of commercial power, retractable antenna masts, or non-mobile support structures. Rover operators must still identify with their call sign followed by slant M. Rovers are permitted to make contacts while moving or stationary. A non-operating driver is required for rover and mobile operators who plan to be on the air while the vehicle is in motion. 
The CUSO party is being organized by the Sterling Park Amateur Radio Club and will be held on March 18th and 19th. This is CellMB, KB3TZD. The shape of CB radio is changing. An increasing number of them are now capable of FM, as we hear from Jack Parker, W8ISH. Little more than 18 months after the FCC approved the use of FM for Citizens Band on 27 megahertz, manufacturers have responded to the demand for the mode. Companies now in the market include President Electronics USA, Uniden, Radio Oddity, QIT, and Cobra. It was COBRA's original petition that pushed the need to the forefront of the agency with support from other companies. When the FCC granted the request in July 2021, the move was called the biggest change for Citizens Band since the expansion of CB channels from 23 to 40 in 1977. FM is now used on the CB radio spectrum from 26.965 MHz to 27.405 MHz, enabling a higher quality audio for radio users who do not need the distance capabilities offered by radios with the single sideband mode. This is Jack Parker, W8ISH. In the world of DX, Jim, WB2REM, John, K4LT, and Bob, KE2D, are using the call sign HD8M from Santa Cruz in the Galapagos Islands, IOTASA004, until the 11th of March. They're using CW, SSB, and FT8 in Foxhound mode on 160 to 6 meters. QSL via club logs, OQRS, or direct to WB2REM. They will upload to LOTW after six months. From Norfolk Island, IOTA number OC005. Listen for Tom, VK3FTOM, who is joining the VK9NT team that will be on air there from the 17th to the 31st of March. Tom will also be using his own personal call sign, VK9TOM, starting on or around the 13th of March for some QRP operating while on the island. Luca HB9OBD is active holiday style as D44KIT from Sol Island, IOTA number AF086, Cape Verde, until the 5th of April. Listen for him on SSB and FT8 on 40, 20, 15, and 10 meters. QSL via LOTW, EQSL, or via EB7DX. High Road JF10CQ is in the Comoro Islands IOTA number AF007 where he is on the air as D67AA until the 22nd of March. He's using CW SSB in the digital modes on 160 to 10 meters. QSL via LOTW or direct to his home call. He will upload his log to Clublog and other platforms. We finish this week's report with one family story. Nearly eight decades after fleeing Bangladesh during turbulent political times, a woman in northern India has reconnected with the family she left behind. It happened all because of ham radio. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, has that story. Nearly eight decades of silence and loss ended Tuesday, March 7. This, when 85-year-old Maya Chakraborty finally spoke with the nephew she'd been seeking for so long, the son of her deceased older sister. The call was via internet video, but the human connection here was because of ham radio. The Uttarakhand woman was a young girl when her family left their native village in Silat, Bangladesh, and lost contact with a much older sister. The Times of Indian newspaper reported that she had lost all hope of finding the rest of her family, but asked her son, Suvendu, to help track them down. 
Savendu contacted the West Bengal Radio Club, which has expertise in reuniting missing persons. The club secretary contacted the Amateur Radio Society of Bangladesh and the hams were able to find Ranja Chakraborty, Mayer's nephew, who is nearly 80 years old himself. His mother, Mayer's sister, has long since died. Ambarish Nagbiswas, VU2JFA, Secretary of the West Bengal Club, told the newspaper it was difficult to find a person among millions. He told Newsline that on March 7, the aunt and her nephew were reconnected during a very emotional video call. He said that both are now applying for visas to take that reunion to its next logical step. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. We remind our listeners that young hams who live in the continental United States have an opportunity to make news if they aren't already doing so by being a recipient of this year's Amateur Radio Newsline Bill Pasternak Memorial Young Ham of the Year Award. Consider nominating an amateur radio operator 18 years of age or younger. Someone who has talent, promise, and commitment to the spirit of ham radio. Find more details along with application forms on our website, arnewsline.org, under the Y-H-O-T-Y tab. The nomination period closes on May 31st. Do you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in? We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something that is out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we would like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. With thanks to Amateur Radio Digital Communications, Amarish Nag Biswas, VU2JFA, CQ Magazine, Dan Romanchik, KB6NU, David Bihar, K7DB, DX-World.net, FCC, Free DV Project, 425DX News, IARU Region 1, Irish Radio Transmitter Society, Radio World, RuralRadio.com, ShortwaveRadio.de, The Times of India, The Washington Post, YouTube, and you. You, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, NAW. WB in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights reserved.